Hello, world! Hey, April! Hey, Sleeky, how's your week been? I see you have an amazing new hairdo. So, that's great, you. by the way. You as well, loving Thanks. the new cut. Huh, thanks. So I'm dying to know since last week, did you figure out your monitor situation? I kind of did. And I literally just tweeted a picture also of what it finally looks like. So I went with the horizontal vertical setup for now. So we'll see how this goes. Awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, for me, it's been a little bit slow week. Not a ton of Power Platform related news. One big thing, though, is the Power Platform component framework and Power Apps component framework and components are now generally available. So it's been a preview for quite a while. So super excited to see that GA so everyone can get their hands on it. So a little bit slow, but I don't know. What about you? Was it What was it like this week for Donna and, and all that? Oh, man. I mean, for me, it was mostly just my teammates have been calling me Clark Kent because this keeps happening <laughs> in my stand up. Uh, so apart from like dealing with them, teasing me, I uh, actually have some very, very awesome bunch of news from .NET land. So I'm going to share my screen because I thought it make more sense. So first off, yesterday we announced Visual Studio 2022 preview one is now publicly available. So this awesome blog post, all the links are in the show notes. And uh, they base, it talks about how you can go in and download it. And in this little cool video, I obviously paused at my favorite part, which is .NET MAUI, which is now being shipped as part of VS 2022. So you can totally go download it and try it out. So what I'm going to give a shout out to and mention again is please, if you are downloading it, try it out. If you're facing any problems, please go in and report an issue so we can fix it before release. The next thing, talking of .NET MAUI and new releases, we just dropped .NET MAUI Preview 5 also yesterday. So yeah. awesome. Very exciting. So it's come in with a bunch of new fixes and a few new features have been implemented as part of the framework. So now you have animations and you can do, you can use a bunch of more uh, UI components that have been implemented. So as you can see, we like as we're getting closer to November, there's a lot more features being added in and each preview is like awesomer than the last one. So again, download it, try it out you know, file issues. If you see something not working, we want to make it an awesome, awesome re release come November. So now I'm going to take a quick step away, a little bit step away from Visual Studio and .NET MAUI land. Let's talk about Surface Duo. So this is my friend Craig from the Surface Duo team. And he also yesterday put out this blog for those who are developing Surface Duo apps using Xamarin. So there's now a new Android X window manager NuGet and the preview for that NuGet just dropped. So this blog post, so you can read it, you know, you can read the whole blog post, see what Craig is talking about. Or hot tip. So at 11 a.m. PST, 11 a.m. PST. So if you go to the Surface Duo uh, developer Twitch, so that's twitch.tv slash Surface Duo Dev, one word. Uh, Craig is actually going to be live streaming everything he talks about in the blog post. He'll walk through a sample. You can ask him questions live. Super awesome. So totally go check it out and go with a ton of questions for him to answer. He's going to love it. And you know, say hi to him and check out the awesomeness in Surface Duo and Xamarin. And last. But not the least, you see a familiar face on this blog post because I added some value. And yesterday, I posted a blog post. So if you're trying to implement Chromecast with a Xamarin Forms app in this blog post, which is kind of long, apologies for the length, but it's an in-depth deep dive into how you can implement Xamarin, uh, a Chromecast feature. So you know, uh, casting to an audio device or casting to a video device with um, Xamarin Forms. So you know, if there's a startup out there trying to become the next Netflix, I got you, friends. 
Wow, that, that's pretty sweet. I'm gonna have to check that out. Man, lots of .NET and Maui and all kinds of goodness there. Super cool. I know, man. We've been busy, and all I did was get a haircut. But the rest of the team, man, <laughs> we've been on it. Yep, yep. Yeah, sweet. Well, okay, I'm super excited for today's show. We have some some new people to the Friday show. Let's see. We have Anthony, a fellow cloud advocate here, um, talking about some Azure updates. I think is that right, Anthony? Yep. So we're gonna do a quick recap of AZ update that happens every Friday at 10 a.m. and talk about stories that's happening on Azure through an operational lens. Very cool. And then, of course, we have Scott Stanfield with 24 Hertz. What do we have for 24 Hertz this week, Scott? It's my favorite tool uh, for um, talk about this program called Parallel, which I use for data engineering at the command line. It's pretty geeky, but it's fun. Very cool. Always learn something from 24 Hertz for sure. And then one of my favorite segments, MVP Spotlight. We have two ladies, Claire and Trisha, with us. What will you two be sharing with us this week? Hey, April, we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome, and I'm joined by the brilliant MVP, uh, Trisha Claire. So thank you for having us. Very cool. I know Trisha pretty well from the MVP community. And then, of course, Diego. Diego's wall. What do you have on your wall for us today, Diego? Today, hey, hey, we're going to talk <laughs> about how should we go to where the pack, not where the pack is, but where the pack is going. That's the trick. Awesome. Well, it sounds great. Okay. Well, I mean, let's just get started then. Let's turn it over to Anthony uh, Bartolo here, and he's going to be talking about AZ updates and Nano Edition, I believe. Hey, Anthony. Hey, April. Thank you very much. It's been, been a bit since I've seen you last, and thank you again for your support on the Second Harvest project. Your technical expertise in Power Automate you know, came in super handy, and I can't wait to tell that story later on as well. Super. Yeah, that, that was an amazing uh, opportunity there. So thanks for letting me be involved. So let's talk a little bit about AZ Update. So AZ Update is our show from an operational lens of everything that's happening at Microsoft specific to Azure. Uh, it happens at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Microsoft Learn TV. Uh, and we talk about, as I mentioned, all the news that's happening around Azure and Microsoft from an operational lens. Uh, so let's do a quick recap on the news that we talked about today. So first up, updates to Azure Monitor, Azure Monitor Agent and Data Collection Rules, a much more streamlined way to capture information as it comes in from your devices on-premises or in cloud in terms of your compute instances to understand what is going on, what data is being captured, and are the resources being used effectively, and what challenges you may be coming up to, possible bottlenecks or uh, issues with uh, the, the compute that you're actually putting forth. What's great about this is that you can now do it from a centralized place as opposed to having agents deployed everywhere. And now they have the ability to inc include rules in terms of how the data is, is actually collected, where it actually can be stored, which comes in handy when you're looking at ISO standards in healthcare and finance, uh, and the ability to control who has access to that data itself. Also in the news this week, IoT Central had a slew of updates, a plethora of updates uh, made available for May. This is a big deal. The biggest thing that they announced is the new JSON editor capability, which is now built in. So in a digital twin, twin scenario, uh, for digital twins, you have an on-premises Im implementation of your IoT solution. You'd have a virtualized version, which is your digital twin up in the cloud that's virtualizing your on-premises implementation with the data from your on-premises real production, real live production data coming into the cloud and being virtualized for development, testing, what have you. You now have the ability to go into the virtualized uh, instance with JSON Explorer and go through your templates and make modifications on the fly as required, no longer needing to export the JSON template file into your code editor of choice to make those changes, which is very powerful. Also in terms of IoT, 
July is July OT month. Uh, Paul DiCarlo and the IoT team uh, will be putting forth a 30 days of information available for IoT. Everything from what to know in terms of your deployment, your development, the security of, uh, the operational aspect of it. You name it. It's a great, great thing to check out. Uh, JulyOT.com is where all the information will reside starting on July the 1st and, con and concluding on the 31st, 31 days of information specifically to IoT. Last but not least, Microsoft has launched a new data center, new data center in Arizona. A couple of big things with the data center. There's availability zones being made available inside of the data center, which is something that Microsoft has promised for every new data center that's being launched, as well as every existing data center that's in play. Uh, so they're slowly updating those data centers that are existing. But what's exciting about this one, it comes out right out of the gate. An availability center, uh, availability zone, sorry, gives the ability for uptime and reliability of your implementation up in the cloud, which is awesome. The other big news with this new data center is self-sustaining. So solar panels and other technology are imp implemented, batteries, what have you, are implemented inside of the data center. So it is self-sustaining in terms of its electricity needs. Microsoft is pushing towards you know, carbon neutral in their implementation of all their technology. And this is one of the things that they're doing to ensure that they can achieve that. You know, We talk about this on the Microsoft Green segments on the Monday, but it's awesome to see this actually come into play and actually come into practice uh, from a Microsoft perspective, implementation of technology to ensure that we're carbon neutral as opposed to taking away from uh, uh, the environment itself. April, what did you think? Wow, lots of cool updates. I'm super excited about that. New, you know, carbon neutral push to that and using solar panels and see ways that Microsoft is doing to, to help reach that goal of being carbon neutral there. So really cool. And and those IoT, uh, Suiki, I don't know about you. What do you think about that IoT stuff? Have you worked with IoT stuff at all um, or anything? Like That's something that I haven't got into super in depth, but I want to see some of the integrations with Power Platform. Yeah, yeah, I've done just like very initial intro stuff. And I know my teammates are actually doing something with IoT and IoT Hub. So yeah, I should I should ask them about if they know about these updates. Very exciting. Also, I saw Anthony mentioned Arizona and it reminded me everyone in California, we're going through a heat wave. Remember to hydrate, use your favorite swag cup and drink water. That's just my Yes, mind. definitely. Very important PSA. Yeah. <laughs> All right, talking of California and fellow Californians, we have Scott who's back, who was on vacation last week and he's back and he's gonna be talking about more nifty command line tools. Good job, Scott, yeah. Drinking my water. Um, <clears throat> okay, we've got, um, I'm gonna jump right into this because this is so, kind of getting to some of the payoff of doing uh, data engineering at the command line. You can call it data science at the command line, but there's a whole bunch of work if you want to do anything with AI and data science, you're probably going to start with a CSV file or some kind of Fair messy enough. data. And I have a big, big file here. Uh, it's 30 gigabytes, okay? I see and that. Also, nifty little uh, command prompt there, really nice. Really yeah, nice. a little callback from last week. Um, this command prompt is so cool. And I discovered last night, the this is the PowerShell 10K. And this is uh -huh. what we set up two weeks ago. And I noticed if I type AZ, as soon as I hit the Z, it shows in the upper right-hand corner the subscription that I belong to, which is cool. So I discovered nice. that last night. So again, big file, three, uh, 30 gigabytes. It's so I mean, You can just look at it. I mean, it's huge. It's just a bunch of, it doesn't really matter. It happens to be Federal Election Commission campaign finance data. And it's, it's nice because it's messy and there's a lot of it. Now, I'm going to just come up with a arbitrary scenario. I'm going to count the number of words in this big file. 
Okay. okay. Now Unix or Linux has a very easy way to do that with a program called WC. If I type the quick brown fox, that's four words. And so this says there's one line, four words, and 20 characters. Nice. I can use yeah. the same program over the entire big, big CSV file, and we're going to sit here through the whole segment. It's going to take too long. So Yeah, that's a big, big, big file, Scott. Yeah. It's, it's going to be huge. So what I'm going to do is break it apart into multiple smaller files. So in the top window is running a program called Split. And I told it to split on line boundaries every 1 million lines, create uh -huh. a new file that begins with X underscore. So you can okay. see down here every second, I'm just refreshing that window. And at the end of this, we'll have about 250 little versions of that file. Okay. Okay. So I'm like assuming you're on some supercomputer over here. So that's why it's running so quick. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a nice machine. Um, her, <laughs> name is, her name is Moana. I name all my computers after uh, Disney canonical princesses. And yes, I have a list. Um, I even have the stickers. I'll show you when we come back. Okay. So down here, now we've taken one big problem, took a big rock and made lots of smaller rocks. So if yeah. I run word count here and on, I'm just going to pick one at random X underscore KC, it runs reasonably fast. So Thank 3 you. million words are in this file. But I want to take advantage of this. Uh, Moana has a ton of uh, uh, cores. It has 36 real CPU cores. Damn. It's a, it's a uh, Xeon. I forgot what it is. I forgot the architecture. It's uh, it's pretty. Well, okay, so we have lots of cores to use. Basically. Yes, and we're going to use them. So I'm going to take that same word count program. And if I just did them linearly, just one at a time, you can see only one of these cores is being used. So mm -hmm. the other 35 are just sitting there. So in the upper left-hand corner, one CPU is pegged at 100%, counting every file. But with if I stick the word parallel in front of it, and this is the key to this my little segment, is the usage of parallel to take big jobs, break them up into small jobs, use all the cores that you have. And like right. my Mac has eight. This guy's got 36. Um, let's see what happens. Now, I have to do one little thing, these three colons. It's just part of the syntax. Now watch. All the cores are going to light up. That's awesome. So it's taking care of taking those, uh, how many do we have? Uh, I think I've got 271 little tiny yes. files, running them over 36 cores. And then now I lost the output. So I'd have to take the output and send it to a file called account.txt. And I'm going to turn on a progress meter. And so I sit and watch these little meters all the time for bigger jobs. And so I got some good use out of it. The output of that is now sitting here. In in this file, mm -hmm. that I can then do something else like, like this. <laughs> what this does, and this is the last bit, it took that big column of numbers, pulled right. off just the numbers, and then uh -huh. sent it to a calculator to add them all together. And the final right. answer, I print it, and I like commas. The final answer is 806 million words are in that 30 gigabyte file. Sweet. And BC in that whole command is the calculator one. That's the one you're yeah. piping. It, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a little command line tool. It's been around forever. No one remembers how to use it. I always have to look it up. It's just <laughs> there. So, so the key here, data engineering at the command line, take advantage of the cores and the RAM that you have, and keep looking for more tips. I love this stuff. Awesome, awesome. So I'm going to bring April back in, and I'm going to ask her. So April, are Scott and I slowly convincing you to like, you know, start doing a lot more command line things? Yeah, I got to say, I mean, I'm impressed every week, and I'm getting convinced that I need to do more command line stuff for sure. <laughs> You're winning me over. 
All right. Well, next up, we have the MVP Spotlight, where we get to talk to one of our Microsoft MVPs. And this week, we have Claire and Trisha. How are you two doing? We're great. Thanks, April. And hi, Trisha. Uh, Do you know what? It's so great to have you on the show today. And we're talking about something really important, which is imposter syndrome. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with it, imposter syndrome refers to um, a very internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. Um, Now, imposter syndrome is very common and it does affect um, women especially. Now, Trisha, you are a really successful woman in IT. You are the founder of the Power Platform School. You've done so much. I have to ask the question, do you suffer from imposter syndrome? Yes, Um, so I do have imposter syndrome. I, well, often have imposter syndrome and it kind of stems itself from the time that I started into tech as a woman in in IT. I've had to kind of often prove myself a lot, a lot more than I think would be normal. And because of that, you kind of start to develop self-doubt and that self-doubt has kind of carried itself along in my journey, in my career in IT, Um, often resolving itself when I'm doing um, conferences a lot, but I remember the first time I did a conference, I remember speak, like standing on the stage and just thinking, why am I actually here? I don't know what I'm talking about. Even though I, at that point, I had like 10 years of IT experience. Um, so th- like there are ways in which um, imposter syndrome can actually creep in and, and resonate and show itself. Um, I've recently started a new job and um, it crept up again where I basically felt, oh, you know, they chose the wrong person. I don't know what I'm doing. And um, it's, it's, it's basically, I feel like a lot of people have that experience where they are fully competent. They know what they're talking about, but it's just that self-doubt. And yeah, that I've, I've definitely experienced that. Yeah, I think, as I said, as I said earlier on, it is very common. Um, And thanks for sharing that information with us. Now, do you have any advice for people who are experiencing imposter syndrome? So a lot of the times when you're experiencing imposter syndrome or sometimes it can actually resonate itself um, physically in you as well. I know the last time I experienced my bout, I had a lot of anxiety attacks and I had to speak to someone. So I am lucky enough to have friends in the community. I also have my mentors that I speak to. And I also have a really understanding manager who also happens to be a good friend. So speaking to someone is definitely something that I would speak to someone is definitely something that I would recommend. Um, Another thing as well is affirmations, just reminding yourself of, you know, who you actually are, all the stuff that you've actually done, that you're not here by a fluke, that you deserve to actually be here. So reminding yourself and believing in yourself, but also having people around you that can also remind you of what you've done to actually get here, because sometimes it is a journey. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice, because it is good to have good people around you, especially somebody um, like a supportive manager as well to really help. Now, do you think you can overcome imposter syndrome? Do you think it ever goes away or is it something that you just learn to manage? I think you learn to manage imposter syndrome. Like, for example, I hadn't, when I was younger, 
um, you're kind of cocky because you don't really know what you don't know. I think as you get older, you, you're more experienced and you realize you don't know a lot of stuff and therefore you start to question yourself naturally and therefore imposter syndrome just creeps in a lot of the time, especially when new things come out and you're expected to know it. Um, so it, it's something that you just have to manage and you just got to remember that you're not there to know everything. But what you're there to do is to share what you do know. And if everyone is like, you know, people will be accepting of that. Um, and um, yeah, it, it's just really just everyone sharing. Tricia, thank you so much for sharing all of this information with us. Um, this is a really in-depth topic, and I think you've um, offered some really useful help and guidance to those who are watching. Thanks so much, Tricia. Thanks, Claire. Yeah, thank, thank you, Trisha. That was uh, amazing. I think something's so important to talk about because more people than you realize suffer from imposter syndrome. Sweetie, I don't know if you suffer from it as well like I do or if any of you have read this book by Donna Sarkar, The Imposter Syndrome Banishing Spell, but it really helped me a lot. Yeah, that's if you could pull the book up again, everyone should yes. everyone should definitely check this book out. It's awesome. I also have read it and I absolutely love it. And also, yeah, I also have a bit of imposter syndrome. And I like what Trisha said, having a supportive manager manager goes a long way. And yeah, shout out to my awesome manager, Alex. He definitely helps me, you know, deal with my imposter syndrome. So you know what? Who's next? Someone who had also mentioned imposter syndrome in one of his previous segments, in his words of wisdom, Diego's war. Hey Diego. Hello, Swiki. Hello, April. And hello, world. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good on this Friday. I'm here in my office, surrounded by all these thoughts and ideas. Swiki, I'm going to share two posts with you and the audience today. First one is right here. It's a graph right there. And the other one is another chart that is right there, right there, and next to picture of me and my daughters right there. But um, in order for, for me to be able to show you very well, I actually printed copies. And what I want to talk to you about this week is about something that is happening right before our eyes, but most people don't realize. And that is, the, the it comes from the concept that technology progress happens exponentially, not linearly, but exponentially. And what I mean by this is that, there, well, there is a, I have some flies here, wow. <laughs> there is this uh, blogger named Tim Urban who has a blog called Wait By Why, and he actually put it very nicely in this chart where you see human progress right here, you see time, and then you see us are standing right here. And we're standing just before things go very wild right there, you know? But Tim reminds us that we cannot see the future. So really what we see is this. We can only see the past. So we see this. So if you look at it like this, you actually, oh no, like this, this side, you actually do not see what's coming. So that little guy over there does not see that things are about to get very wild, but they are going to get very wild. And you can see this all over the place. Maybe you read the news that the human lifespan expanded 10 years in the last decade, or you read that mm, there's a self-driving car or some things that if you look at them separately, these are just interesting news, but you put them together and you can see that the future is coming faster and faster and faster. That's the exponential nature. There is this gentleman, Bill Gross, who tweeted this 
image um, some time ago where he showed different products and how long it took each product to reach 50 million users. So it took the airplane industry 68 years to get to 50 million users. And then the car industry 62 and the telephone 50 and it keeps going, you know, the ATM 18 years, computers 14, starts getting shorter, right? YouTube four years, Facebook three, two. And then in 2018, Pokemon Go, reach 50 million users in 19 days only. So things are happening faster and faster and faster. You know, Swiki, what okay. this means? This means that we're going to have to see paradigm shifts all over the place. Imagine what the life insurance industry will look like if we live 200 years or the 401ks or, you know, how we're going to build the roads if the cars drive themselves or, or when battery-operated vehicles are cheaper than fuel-operated vehicles. So we're going to buy those electric vehicles, not because we want to be green or, or because we want to be cool, but it's because it's going to be cheaper. So the reason I'm telling you this is that because at Microsoft and in the tech industry, it's very important that we focus on solving today's problems. When you look at who builds the better phone or the better PC or the better gaming console, those are great problems, but those are becoming very quickly problems of the past. And the challenges of the present are these things that we're talking about, things that sound very futuristic, you know? Uh, there is a call to action that I have based on this concept, Swiki, and that is this. There is this book by MIT professor Max Tegmart, and it talks about life 3.0, what life is going to look like in the age of artificial intelligence. That I encourage everybody to read it. And uh, there's things like this idea, which is, the, which is a picture showing how, what can AI do and what can humans do? And the, the water is rising for what artificial intelligence can do. Swiki and audience, you know, for example, in terms of looking at maps, we we're driving, we trust artificial intelligence more than humans. Mm -hmm. Playing chess, machines do it better than humans. But more and more, this is happening more and more. So it's gonna happen, cooking food, writing a book, making art, conducting scientific experiments, more and more AI will be able to do it better than humans. And eventually we're going to get to the singularity. Have you heard of the singularity? Yes, I have in science fiction books. Very yes. good. So the good news is that that is science, actually. It's going to happen. It could happen in 30, 40, 50 years. But technology is getting so good that eventually we're going to be able to download our brains to the cloud. You know, So this cloud that we're building, actually, at Microsoft, this Azure, might end up being our new home you know, for humanity. Um, so read the book and then try to focus on where the pack is going not where the pack is when you're choosing a project an initiative a job remember future is coming faster and faster focus on those programs not on the rear view mirror that's what i have for you and i'm gonna have more next time awesome awesome that was super inspiring i'm gonna bring april back in and be like man april ai is way forward like those little amazon delivery bots I'm very excited for this future. Uh, yeah, super excited for that. I can't wait to the day I have a, a little delivery bot on my doorstep there. Okay, so let's bring everyone back because we had Robert in the chat. I think he had a really good question for Trisha, actually. Very, I'm, I'm dying to know this too. Is that a Captain Marvel jacket you're wearing, Trisha? <laughs> yes. It is a Captain Marvel jacket. I love Captain Marvel. Yes, she's my favorite. One, of, one of my favorites too. Cool. Oh, oh. Captain. I got my hat when I saw Trisha's Captain Marvel. Just fantastic. Very nice. We're all representing. I am wearing my Superman costume. It's just this. So yeah. Cool. All right. Um, well, so Anthony, any things you want to leave the audience with? How to uh, 
Yep, really quickly. Again, Friday mornings on Learn TV at 10 a.m. Uh, check out all previous episodes at aka.ms forward slash AZ update. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Anthony. Um, Scott, what about you? Anything you want to tell the audience there? Um, you're going to get more command line from me, whether you like it or not. But also, <laughs> these little candies, Tamalitos, I've been eating them the whole time, and it's making me a better programmer. Well, I mean... That looks good. If it makes you a better programmer, I need some of that. Um, okay. uh, Trisha and Claire, anything you want to share? Final thoughts on imposter syndrome or anything? My final thoughts on imposter syndrome is you're not alone. I think a lot of people suffer from it. Even Captain Marvel did. And um, just be kind to yourself. Great. And amazing work you're doing with Power Platform School, Trisha. All right, Diego, what about you? Yeah, I mean, when you see this news about something futuristic happening, in addition to being amused, just look at them all together and you see the picture that is forming. And eventually you realize that what we're building, the tech we're building, has a much bigger meaning than we think. It's, it's our future home, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> Wiki? Well, don't reveal my identity that I am secretly Superwoman. And go download VS2022 Preview 1 and file and reports. Help us make it an awesome product. Okay, cool. And make sure next up on Learn TV, we have the Explore Azure Cognitive Services. So definitely stick around for that. Thanks everyone for watching. What's our way today, Suki? Is this the, the Superman? We're all superheroes. But you do your favorite superhero pose. Please, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>